recording. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's okay. We can all edit it all down. It's more than fine. <laughs> <laughs> God, I need to compose myself now. Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Back again with us, Abby, a giggling Abby, so to speak, and also a different Abby, I suppose. <laughs> a little bit less hair than the last time we saw her. Looking great as usual, though. Um, Abby joined us for another one of our Friends of the F-Tag Podcast with a, a face that you'll definitely recognise from the NFL UK games. One of the pillars of the National Vintage League, your favourite vintage store to go and buy your vintage NFL gear from. Not even NFL gear, baseball gear. All NF, all American sports, really. Chris has got you sorted as he's support. You know, he's got it all going on here. He's got Modeling. the Washington, they should, thou shall not be named hat on, the old name. But it's okay, because we're probably going to talk about your new name as well, coming soon, Chris. But Chris, thank you for joining us. You are everywhere. Star of Channel 5's NFL Endzone, along with your co-host, Ash. Like I said, one of the pillars of the National Vintage League, making all of us NFL UK fans just, you know, looking a lot better you know, with our cool garments, our hats. I mean, the, the funky trousers that I've seen a lot of you sport. I mean, firstly, thank you. Thank you for making the nation dress so well. I mean, well, I don't know. The Zubaz <laughs> especially. Like, there's nothing like going to a Tottenham game dressed in a full starter jacket, Zubaz combo, waiting for the bus when there are no other NFL fans around and you look like a proper Herbert. But as soon as you get amongst <laughs> your people... It's great. It's good. No, but I appreciate that. Thanks, Freddie. That's really nice of you. We've known each other for a while now. You've always supported the uh, the shop, so I appreciate that. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, we were talking about before we came on. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, when Hugh was involved with you guys, him running around with business cards, giving them out to all of us, and that was just when really no one, not that no one did wear vintage gear, but it just wasn't as, uh, I suppose, acclaimed him that people wanted it a lot more than you guys really headed it up and really pushed it forward. And uh, yeah, it's just been so great. I mean, we purchased stuff off of you guys. I mean, I remember bringing like stuff to a game that I'd found place and you guys were like, oh, what? Like, I remember being in the, in fact, I was in the co-op getting some beers before the game and Hugh like grabbed me and was like, where'd you get your jack from? Where'd you get your jack from? I was like, oh, like, I just found it in like Camden or something, man. And he was like, it's so good. I've not seen one like that. And I was like, yeah, it's really nice of him to say that. But yeah, you guys have just been great every time we've uh, met you at the games. And uh, I take it you'll be returning to the games this year with maybe a stall or are you going to be, you know, just around or? I mean, for the uh, for the Wembley game, certainly, yeah, we're going to be back at the Green Man Pub um, doing a pop-up there. Um, and we'll be at Tottenham, but obviously I'll be working. Um, and so I'll probably have some cards in my pocket and, like, dress the part. Um <laughs> which is always funny when you go into like the, the press box and everyone else is there dressed professionally and you just walk in again in Zubaz and full start job jacket combo. Bizarre. Um, but yeah, we'll try and be that. And then Germany, yeah, that'll be work as well. I mean, I'd love to do a pop-up in Germany because Germany's a huge market for us and they, they love vintage as well. But yeah, everyone's doing it now, um, which is good, I guess. Save the planet, but still shop with us, please. <laughs> shameless plug for the nbl keep shopping in their place Got to. They're great yeah. over there. <laughs> yeah. i can't afford to go to these i games. will plug us 100 percent. like again before the podcast done like, what was that oh the mark the ripperty yeah it is vintage yeah of <laughs> well a, a little unknown fact probably about you guys is obviously you guys advertise so much gear and wear so much gear model it of course all yourselves but obviously you have your own nfl teams too in, in your hearts and that is for you the washington command now, I suppose, which we all want to get used <laughs> to saying Washington Commanders. <laughs> Abby's just you know itching to talk about the Commander's name. I still have like the old Washington football team W on because I can't bring myself to fully commit 
I, I, I was like, you know what? Watching the football team, I can get with, you know. I, mm. It took a while, but eventually I was vibing with it and it was rolling off the tongue and it was great. And then they changed it. And I was like, oh, this is not only annoying that I have to now learn a new name, but also it's awful. Um, and so I tried, we tried not to mention it on the podcast we do for the longest time. We called it the C word as the Redskins is the R word. Um, but like I say, you know, it, there are stupid names for lots of teams in the NFL, but if you play well, no one, no one really matters. Uh, so we'll see. Well, hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed. We won't be as bad as everyone's ranking us, but you never know. I mean, what's your problem with the commander's name? You seem to be, be, it seems to be a real belly laugh every time we say the C word. It's the C word. It's just one of these things. I don't know what it is. When it came out, I was like, like Chris said, when it was the, what, like Washington football team. Okay. I understand it. You've changed it. Why change it again? You changed it again and you've made it into something that's, it, it just sounds, I don't know, like. It's like, do you know what I mean? If you go up to someone as a joke and be like, take command, like from Star Wars or something, that's what it reminds me of. Well, to be fair, the Mandalorian is looking like it's going to be our new mascot. <laughs> this guy in full Mandalorian gear in burgundy and gold. And to be honest, I'd get behind that. <laughs> I'm behind that. That's, that's a, you know, that is cracking. The whole of really chanting, great. this is the way. Except that's like 12 people. This is the way. Yeah, all of you. I, that would work. I, yeah, okay. I'm yeah, more on board crossed. than I was. I am more on board than I was. <laughs> we'll sure. see. They're announcing our new mascot against Cleveland um, week 16. So they're le letting us wait a whole season before they what? actually bring out the fan-chosen mascot, even oh though it won't be fan-chosen. Because they said That's the name was going to be fan-chosen, which it wasn't. Yeah, That's a big huge wait in all them games to, to then bring out It's a useless, useless organisation. But it's great. Right. But then... Yeah. I, I support a team that wears cheese, like like foam cheese on their head. I can't say anything. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't, but I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but the Packers, you know, first ever Super Bowl winners. You got like a storied history, you know. Steelers, you know, you got this, you know, the steel curtain in the seventies. Washington had a decent run in the late eighties, early nineties, but since Snyder got the team in ninety nine, it has been two decades of absolute hot trash. Um, <laughs> and until he goes, it's, it's not going to change. Oh, it is. It is. It's like they. Oh, I always say it's like they're like Rumpelstiltskin, like spinning <laughs> gold into out of straw. But it's it's hope that they spin every year out of no reason to have hope at all. Every <laughs> off season they'll be like, oh, but this year went Dotson, and you're like, oh, all right, I'm on board. And then Owen four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair, the bears, the bears do that, don't they? And the Vikings, they do the they do the same. I'd say they're probably worse. Good fair. for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's good yeah, for the I Packers, support, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't support the commanders. And then so. the other team's the Lions. So it's like, all right, great. You just have no competition, basically. <laughs> everyone likes the Lions at the minute. Come on, Dan Campbell. If, if everyone wants to run for a wall for Dan Campbell at the minute, surely. NFL's most beloved coach at the minute. The guy, the guy's just pure gold if he gets in front of the camera. After week two, yeah, I'm all on board. But <laughs> is that when the grand is playing? Um, I want to, I want to batter them. That's game two on the Carson Wentz revenge tour, uh, <laughs> because Jags is one. Obviously, lost to the Jags last year, got released. Needs to beat the Jags. First game, make a statement. Second game, Lions going up against Jared Goff, who obviously got drafted the same year as him. 
do a deuce on Jared Goff. Then Eagles week three. And then I think it's like Colts like week eight or something. Um, but yeah, it's the Carson Wentz Revenge Tour. This is all it is. That's what the 2022, is. the Carson Wentz Revenge Tour. And I mean, that's probably a, a good way to start. So Chris, honestly, we, you know, we have, we have we're talking about him going around, you know, playing these teams against, but there was lots of quarterback. There was a, definitely a, a, a quarterback merry-go-round this year, as well as wide receivers in every other position, it felt like. But there's been so much movement this offseason with quarterbacks. And, you know, there was a lot of hope for Commanders fans when there was, you know, Aaron Rodgers maybe on the table and Russell Wilson was maybe on the table. And, you know, you've got the look at the draft picks that were out there. And then you guys, you know, you take Carson Wentz, which is a bold move, you know, former, former, uh, well, nearly a Super Bowl finals, obviously getting injured, didn't quite get there, but he got a ring, I suppose. Um, but he gets on for you guys. Obviously, he didn't have a greatest time in, in Indianapolis. Some people felt that maybe he was giving a bit of a, a, a bad shake of it there, really, because he wasn't that bad. He just didn't seem to close out the season, lost against the Jags, like you said, in that last game, which was really maybe like the nail in the coffin for him by the Colts organization. Um, but Wentz gets announced as your quarterback. It's been a you had Taylor Heineke, who was sort of a crowd favourite. A lot of people were liking him, especially the way he played against the uh, the Patriots um, in a, a couple of years ago. I mean, what was it like for you when, when Wentz was announced as the quarterback? Was there a sinking feeling of, oh, here we go again? Or was it a, a, a hope, a little, little ember of hope like you were talking about? No, I think I would have had to have been crazy if I'd had any embers of hope when it was announced. When it got announced, honestly, I, I won't lie, I was really disappointed when it got announced. But looking back with hindsight, there's no way Rodgers was going anywhere. There's no way we were going to get Russell Wilson. So take those two out of the equation. and I'm fine that we didn't get either of those guys, to be honest. Um, who else is better than Carson Wentz that was available this season? You know, I, you know, Deshaun Watson's not going to play and I wouldn't want him anyway. You know, Garoppolo, don't want him. Teddy Two Gloves, don't want him. Mariota, don't want him. So after it all shook out, it's like, well, actually, Carson Wentz isn't a bad option because, you know, yeah, he has a problem with accuracy. I mean, that's 100%. But he's got a cannon. We haven't had a quarterback. The last quarterback we had with an arm was Kirk Cousins. And that arm has a bloody asterisk next to it because that is not an arm, as Abby mm. will say. And the <laughs> Packers cornerbacks will definitely confirm. Um, <laughs> so... Fine, he's not accurate, but we've got Terry McLaurin, 0% drop rate. Jahan Dotson, first round this year, doesn't drop a ball. Huge catch radius. The Army Brown could potentially be a decent deep ball threat. So he's got a better O-line in Washington than he had in Indy, right? So if you give him a bit of time... Ooh, I don't know about that. Uh, he does. He do Honestly, he does. Other than Quentin Nelson... Washington's mm. O-line ranks higher than Indianapolis did last year. Not that coins PFF. Look at that, PFF. Freddie. Coins PFF. <laughs> Look at the facts. Coins Look PFF. At Look at no time in way. pocket, all right? Ooh, Look at time okay. in pocket. Right. Well, here's the thing as well. Okay. Remember, Indy ran the ball as well, right? So mm, Wentz is, is yeah. throwing it a lot um, when he's running out of options. So he's playing hero ball. Everyone says that was his drawback, is that he plays hero ball, that he makes stupid decisions and, and just launches it down the field. I no want that. Receivers. I want that. I'm so jealous every time I see Jameis Winston just chuck it. And I'm like, who's going to get on the oh, end of it? Do you know what I mean? We, we've never seen a quarterback that can throw it anywhere in Washington. And now we actually have a legit track team on offense. Curtis Samuel, um, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, John Dotson, Deami Brown all run 4-4-40s. You know, so if you give him a little bit of time, one of the four of them is going to get open. 
and mm. launch it. Do you know what I mean? They, they can't double them all. That's all I want to see is just 400 yards a game. I don't care if you throw a pick, as long as you throw three <laughs> touchdowns as well. <laughs> I just want to be excited about watching us play. I want to like be able to get third downs. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't want to celebrate first downs anymore, Freddie. I want to celebrate <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> It's yeah, like really depressing it, actually. Like I, because obviously I can't really. Relate, yeah, you should try it. Yeah, <laughs> it does sound really. That's what Ash says like all me. the time. Ash is like, yeah, oh, Ash is a Pakistan. Like, shut up! Exactly. I'm like, shut up! You don't get to complain. You've had a, a team that's gone to the championship game literally every year for the last six years. You can't complain. I, I don't listen to any complaints from Packers fans. It's not happening. Steelers <laughs> fans can complain. <laughs> Oh, go well, I'm glad. That's okay for me. I'm all right in this corner. I was going to say, that, that sounds like a shot. That sounds like a shot, really. I mean, yeah, it hurts me a little bit. It does hurt me a little bit, but I mean, we've been more competitive in the Commanders, I suppose. But it was a little bit like Andre, Andre who we Not had with Mitch Trubisky, you haven't. <laughs> well, Mitch Mitch went went to a playoff with the Chicago Bears. That guy's got some. I was not as disappointed as other as other Steelers fans about that. And now we've got Pickett, Kenny Smallhands. We're going to be fine. We'll be all right. I don't need to worry about that at all. You've got Najee Harris, and that's all you need. Exactly, exactly. We've got the power running of Najee, and we've got some great wide receivers there as well. Which probably brings me on to really a wide receiver of yours, which you must have been. You were disappointed about Carson Wentz being announced, but how ecstatic must you have been about Scary Terry? Signing that three-year extension, seventy-one million contract, especially with all the wide receivers that have moved this year, who look who haven't are going to train. Debo Samuel seems to be a bit of a problem child in San Francisco because he wants his money. You got AJ Brown getting moved because he wanted his money. Tyreek Hill moved, he got his money. All these wide receivers got his money, but McLaurin late for the game, scary Terry getting his big contract, very deservedly so, I would say as well. I bet that was, I mean, that was what only last week for that happened, bro. The guys averaged. Over, I averaged 1,080 yards over the last four years every season with eight different quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Like, they could have paid him 100 million for three years and Commanders fans would have been fine with it. You know, the, the, he completely epitomizes the direction that the team needs to move in in order to be better, right? So he personifies the culture that Ron Vera is trying to get into the team. Um, and like you can see that by, you know, the reaction that when he posted that um, uh, message on his um, socials after he got it and everyone was saying what a classy move it was. I mean, it just sums the guy up um, and I'm happy he got paid and I'm happy we signed him when he did. I'm happy he didn't get traded. There was talk about him going to the Colts, but it just makes it so much more difficult now for like the quarterbacks left and uh, not quarterbacks, the wide receivers that haven't been signed to contract. So like. Deontay Johnson, for example, is a perfect example mm. of a wide receiver who's probably looking to get paid now because he's been good for the Steelers. But I mean, mm. what they took George Pickens and Calvin Austin the third, you know, they might, I mean, what you guys paid what AB and like Heinz Ward, those are the only receivers you guys ever really mm. paid. Otherwise, you'll just draft another one. So, you know, I, I don't think Deontay is going to get like paid like Terry would, even though arguably mm. he's just as good, some Steelers fans would say. I would definitely, if you gave me both of them, would go Terry McLaurin. But I can understand where you come from. Deontay Jones gets overlooked a lot because of the Steelers' lack of, well, lack, lack of really being that successful, though we've not had a losing season. He's not exactly like been the headline guy compared to like Debo, AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, mm. um, DeAndre I, Hopkins, I, I suppose. I was waiting for you to mention ago. Tay Adams. You didn't earlier. I was like, okay, I've got, I've got, got away with that clean. 
Well, we oh, just don't want to keep bringing it up for you, Abby, because we know how upsetting hey. it was for you. And but are you, were you surprised, Abby, about, you know, that all these white shoes that have moved in? What, what did you think of the McLaurin contract when you got all signed up? To be honest, my brain's just gone completely flat. She's <laughs> still thinking about Devontae Adams. She's just I, what, I, like I, went, thinking. I was thinking about Tay, and then it went on to Kurt Benkert, and then I got really depressed, and then my brain's just sort of gone. <laughs> into shutdown mode well brett Favre said today that he doesn't think that De Devontae adams will keep up the same production without aaron Rodgers, which is i saw that I, know, I, nice I, of him to say considering he bullied him for three years and hated him um i can't but, agree with that though because he didn't he go to didn't he go um to the raiders because car was there and he'd always wanted to play with him all along wasn't it yeah they went to college together so they played yeah. together at college so they've they already roommates. got a connection best yeah. i didn't know that brett Favre yeah. hated him like hated aaron Rodgers. No, oh, no, Aaron no, Rodgers. I was going to be, I was like. Yeah. It's rare to hear Brett Favre, you know, say nice things about Aaron Rodgers, as I'm sure you know. Or, or about anyone, really. It's yeah. Exactly unless, <laughs> it's, unless it's something he's advertising. Unless it's like Levi <laughs> jeans or like knee supports or whatever he's, he's plugging. Yeah. Knee supports. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll bounce back to you, Abby, now from that question that I said about if, you, if your brain now has something to, you got something to bounce back with, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> cool. So. Right, I'll bounce. I'll, I'll bounce back on with that. then. so, obviously, when we talk about Devonte Adams, we, you know, when we talk, and it, obviously, I know it hurts you, Abby, but when you look, look at the wide receivers around league, he did get paid. Adams got moved on, but how do you feel about you know the McLaurin contract and him getting signed up there because it, it was so important to the Commanders? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not gonna. I'm one of those people. Like, I look at when like something good happens for another team, I'm happy for the team, especially when it's mm. a team that's potentially not that great um but yeah that's what chris i think it's okay to say that it's okay to say it it's all right no but we don't have to protect his feelings it's fine but no like like chris was saying like it's that it's that hope isn't it and i think if you've got that hope if you've got that hope there with your team i don't know i can't yeah i could i could see i can see it i can see it going well it's the hope that kills you though i've got yeah playoffs it's like <laughs> yeah no but i yeah, mean that's, that's all we want yeah you're right that's, that'd be great <laughs> but i guess it is difficult when there's a team and like there's not so many people in it that you can't get behind you can't be like oh i'm so excited i'm excited mm. for the season even though you're excited for the season because it's football i guess i don't know i just I think what you mean is like a lot of the teams don't like with a Dre from Verge Magazine was saying last week, like we were talking about um, an experience that I had at the Tottenham game where we stayed afterwards and it was Ravens with the Steelers. And I was, I had a fair few beers to be fair at this point. And it was, the, it was the last kick of the game and it was just in Tucker and the ball went up and it went really far left. And I turned around and really cheered, like really went for it. I think I'm blinding. I was really drunk and just having a great time. And at the last second, it curved in. And went in it was a beautiful kick like justin took a absolutely hero hall of famer and it was just just then turning around to go in and just all that joy just flushed out of me but it was also so exciting he was like but he was but what I, the point i was making at is when i said that dredger i was like but i don't get as a giants fan we don't get that excitement in games i've not had anything that exciting yeah. happen like you have the division games and for the for the commanders chris and again this is not i'm gonna go to the grounds but is it sort of that <laughs> same thing where no, but it's this sort of same thing, isn't it? Like when you you aren't having that win, the, you know, the winning seasons and, and challenging for the playoffs. Sometimes you want them players and their moments for you to 
for you to return to the screen to watch your team because mm. it can be oh, like any NFL team. It can be some weeks you go off, oh, there's no good at the minute or yet injuries and stuff like that. And, you know, sealing someone like Terry McLaurin for your future. And again, with the, the graphics that we'll talk about later, but when Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel, hopefully if he stays injury-free this year, De'Ami Brown, who really looks a really good player as well as like that third string receiver, maybe getting into the second string sort of slot there with him and Jahan. Like, it, it, that's what must excite you as well. And and I think, it, 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 well, the offensive side is doing that as well, but surely the fee- defensive side this year, Chris, is hopefully going to take a bit more step as well because we wanted it to happen last year. Didn't quite happen last year. Right. Do you think it can maybe back, get back on the cylinders as it was? Because you've got, like, some absolute cool. beasts on that defence. Yeah, I mean, we need to go back to 2020 levels, really. I mean, yeah. you know, better than that because, you know, that, that defence took us to the playoffs, you know, mm. got got narrowly beaten by Tampa Bay. Taylor Heineke put on a hero performance, then did beat them last year, defending Super Bowl mm-hmm. champions. Uh, just say that. That was a bit of a mm-hmm. highlight for the year, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, we'll see what happens. But the future looks much better for Washington than it has done in a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam Howell was a pick, uh, was a steal in the fifth round. Um, coming out of North Carolina. He also played with the Army Brown, you know, so Wentz doesn't need to do amazing Mm. for us to do well, but our defense does need to step back up. You know, Jermaine Davis needs to take a a massive leap in his his second year. You know, we need our secondary to come together. Um, I think Cameron Curl is actually going to be, have a really good year at safety. Um, mm. and you know, sweat and if, if young gets back to full health, uh, with sweat off the edge, you know, Alan Payne, Phil Darian Mathis, it, it on paper is all good, but like you can say that about every team at this point, you know, mm. it's really easy to, to, to get carried away on the hype train this deep into the off season. Cause you know, we're not seeing any evidence apart from, you know, padless, you know, mandatory rookie mini camps. It was like, oh yeah, it's going to be great. We don't know at this point. You know, <laughs> someone's going to get horribly like, injured. You know, essentially, you've got the building blocks there. It just needs to sort of come together. Yeah, but I mean, that's the same with everyone. You know, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, but it's like I feel like I don't know. I I'm not saying it just as a Packers fan, but I feel like even though obviously we've got like new players coming in. It's it's still going to take time for everything. To, yes, everything to sort of adjust, but because like Rogers is still heading them, I feel like it's it does feel like more of a. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't. Well, look, put it this it way: if Rogers wrong. put it this way, if Rogers wasn't there, and you guys had to start Jordan Love this year, would you think that that team had all the pieces in place? No, you're going through a rebuild. Mm. You know, your defense yeah. is young. Your wide receivers are unproven. Rod- you know, Rogers and Aaron Rodgers, like you said, is there. holding the fort, but, and it's but gonna, it's, without him, it? I mean, yeah, it's going to be po- Alan Lazard, a, a couple <laughs> of lizard. It's going to be a couple of years if we're lucky, isn't it, Rodgers? I don't know. I did. Did they ever actually say what the terms of the contract was? Because I saw that stuff that got posted, and then they were like, "No, shouldn't that's you not. know this?" <laughs> yeah, no, I, but well, everything I've seen, it's just it said that like, oh, what was actually posted wasn't actually wasn't actually the facts, but I haven't actually seen anything presenting the facts about the situation. 
there's so many in these sort of things there's so many sub things subdivision bits and bobs and there's so many even though kitchen technical is three years extension or whoever gets extended these days there is just so many ifs and buts and maybes in their contracts yeah. about extra money less money when they can be moved when they can't be moved if they can be moved it they are that's why we're not nfl execs i suppose because we don't understand them and that's why we're the fans i suppose mm. um do you really need to point about somehow uh andrew one of our co-hosts he said somehow for him was the most NFL ready quarterback coming out of this draft. He, he watches a lot of college football. I mean, that guy watches games that you wouldn't even imagine happened probably in a, in a college football. That guy's got he's really got his finger on the pulse of college football. Um, do you think that that it, it might be the immediate future if Wentz doesn't work out in in Washington, or do you think that was just sort of insurance, really, just in case? No, I think he's I think he's the future guy. I mean, the mm. question is whether. <laughs> they can be patient with him and let him sit and keep Wentz playing regardless of how well he does, you know, because, mm. you know, the problem is for Ron, it's getting to the point now where he, like fans, the Washington fan base is the worst and they'll start calling for him to be on the hot seat. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But he hasn't been given enough time to really, truly change a culture. You know, mm. three years, four years isn't enough time. You know, you need to be there for a long time. I mean, look at the Steelers, like three head coaches since the 60s. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's consistency that's important um, for mm. any organization. And, um, you know, he needs to be given enough time to put the pieces in place that, you know, he's preparing now. And I agree with Howell. I think that Howell was a steal. I think everyone was saying that um, it was probably the best value quarterback pick in the draft. No one knows how, you know, rookie quarterbacks are going to perform in the NFL, obviously, famously. Um, but I hope there isn't a quarterback controversy. I've, I've, I've lived through too many seasons of quarterback controversies, and it's not fun for anyone. It's not fun for the fans, obviously, but it's awful for the team as well. You know, mm. um, I say stick with Wentz, regardless of how well or poorly he does. If he does terribly, great. We get good draft picks. You know, build the team that's coming next. Don't expect to win it all this year. If we do do better than we expect, great. But if we don't, not a big deal. Take the number the problem, three overall pick and, and do it next year. People just expect results straight away. So it's like, I feel like fans are very critical, aren't they? Like straight away, if somebody gets drafted and they don't like them and then the fan base jumps on it. That's the thing I don't like. And like you said, we're going through a real rebuild. It does take, it takes time. This is what I feel like a lot of people don't sort of, I don't know. I think people are impatient. A lot of the time, yeah. I don't know if that's this, just social media world, world or gratification now, you know. Mm. And you know, that's the thing is like you can't, you can't build. I mean, unless you're the Rams and you just throw money at the problem. Um, <laughs> Aaron Donald, you can do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing: if if someone said to me, "Would you prefer to win one Super Bowl next year or five Super Bowls in five years?" Come on, you know what you should, you know what the answer should yeah. be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You need to have a plan for these things. It's what I've been annoyed with the Steelers for a while. At, is we've 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 built that culture and everything like that, but we've not had plans moving forward about Ben. And then suddenly, just Kenny Pickett's happened. It's like, no, we should have thought about this for a while. And it's the contingency, and it's that it, that would have then slow would have been a nice slow transition from one quarterback to the other with the exact same team. And he'd worked with this team for a moment, and it was a nice and slowly transition there. Now it's sort of stop and break one again starting with a new quarterback and that's really not what I wanted you need that slow building I think you're right Chris and I think you're right as well I think there is that instant gratification thing in a minute where we've got like the Steelers we've got this really good quarterback and it's like well we've got win the division you're like no that's not really how it works the problem is is the college players now are so good 
they are just instant hits going throughout all the rounds now. But when you don't get that, or it doesn't happen straight away, we get annoyed as fans, and and as as and we want our teams yeah. to do well. Of course we do. That's why we're fans, we're fanatics, aren't we? Um, but yeah, we're just gonna have to see what happens for the future there. Chris, I know you are a fantasy football playing man as well. I don't know how many leagues you're in. I don't know how well you did last year. I mean, what what was your how how did how many leagues you're in? How did you do? Any season win four five was that? Oh no, that was the ring. Um, I don't that have a ring. ring. That's my winning ring. Ah. But yeah, I did. I mean, I'm in seven leagues, and I won my championship back to back years um, nice. for the last couple of years, um, which is great because uh, I play against a very competitive league of all Americans, and there's nothing nice. more Ooh. wonderful than beating Americans at their own game um, yeah. and listening to all their whiny excuses. Um, but yeah, going for the three peat this year, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I love it. Um, it's it if you're not into fantasy football, get into it because it completely changes the way you look at every other team in the league and every other game that's going on. Uh, and uh, it's great community as well. Yeah, it's so like my, my first year in fantasy this year. I'm in a rookie league and then I'm in like a couple of others, and I was like, I don't know how was I not in it before? I've been a fan since like well, only since 2018. Why didn't I like I'm reading getting all the books and everything? It's like fascinating. And like you said, it gets you into the other teams. You learn yeah. more about the other teams. And then also it's like it puts that investment in there. Like you actually want to see the other games, see how it does. Because it's obviously it's not the wins that count, is it? It's the it's the players in the game. So you can still lose, but you could get good points in fantasy if you've got the right players, you've made the right moves. I, correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, oh no, you, you're yeah, exactly right. Easy, what I, what the, the big thing, the big thing I always think is every game matters. Like, because yeah. you more, you more or less probably have out of the you know 32 teams, you probably have a fair amount of teams covered. So, every, so most games you watch, whether it be nine o'clock, six o'clock, Thursday, Monday, sometimes Friday, obviously with some of the games, it or sometimes Tuesday, I suppose. Um, they we might as well just make Wednesday NFL as well. I don't know yeah, why right. around it. And Saturday, yeah, the whole week. Because right. we needed a day for waivers. <laughs> exactly, because we need a day <laughs> where we need to think about what we're doing next as GMs of our teams. Um, but yeah, Abby, you're, you're completely right. But uh, it does get you, well, and Chris, well, but you get totally invested in these teams and it just builds your knowledge up so much more. Um, I will shame, well, do a plug for some guys that um, who helped me out really early on when I started this podcast. And that's Five Yard Rush guys. They've just released their fantasy football book. That's the um, book I got. That's the book I got. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. He's a great dude. They're really great fantasy football uh, folks over there. Um, they're doing an FFCC uh, big fantasy football meetup uh, coming this, this is it this Saturday? No, it's the no, it's the 16th. Yeah. I hope the it's 16th. not this Saturday. I panicked then. I was like, yeah, well, it's, def it's definitely not this Saturday because I've got something else on. So, uh, yeah, so we'll, I'll be there. I think Abby will be there. Chris, I'm not sure yeah. if you'll be there. Um, uh, I was going to try and come down. Yeah, um, I might be there. Yeah, we'll see what happens because I've got to go to um, the Crystal Palace. There's an MLB thing at Crystal Palace Park on nice. this Saturday. So we're going to go and fly for MLB. Um, but no one wants to listen to it about MLB because this is a. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, might be there, might not. I haven't made a commitment yet, but yeah, it'd be good to see you guys if, if if you're there. But also, you should come down to the warehouse if you're in London. Dre was gonna. I was um, gonna see Dre last time I was in London. He was gonna bring me down. So I think when I go down and see him, he was like, "Yeah, I'll definitely take you." Yeah, I'll bring lots yeah, of money. Dre's a, a good dude. Anything with Packers on it, I will literally buy. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, not not the National Vintage League needed any more customers, but of course they always need more customers. Oh, but also we have we have a fancy football league as well, so we could plug oh, that. Yeah. So that sort of is a good segue. So yeah, so we have a, a multi a multi um, division fancy football league um, that we started on our Discord channel, um, but uh, then it kind of sort of migrated. I put it on Twitter and and everything, and I think we ended up having like I think there was ten. Now, eight leagues of 10 people last year and nice. like you know Maurice Jones Drew was playing Roberto Aguirre was playing Colleen Wolf was playing you know and like we tried to get as many people as possible in um and I think we're going to do it again so like you know if you follow us on socials keep an eye out for a link and um there's a great little dude that I've got running it called Aaron up in Manchester and he'll he's just going to deal with the whole thing I, can't to, I can't be bothered to be commissioner of eight leagues. You give me no way. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like way too much hard work. I'm running a bit of vintage, you know, vintage clinical brand on top of that. Yeah. Dude, Shout out yeah. to all the commissioners out there because that is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, oh, man, I feel for all of them. There's no way I could never do it. Well, to all the commissioners out there, to all the football fans out there, all to vintage lovers out there, thank you for joining us. Chris, really appreciate you joining us, my man. Um, thank you again. We will definitely be down to the shop very soon. Uh, down in Peckham, I do believe, which I know you open fairly fair bit. So if you ever do want to go down, make sure you get in contact with Chris or the guys over there. See if they're about. Make sure you go down, go and pick up some of your team or maybe from another team. You never know. You might like some of it down there and we'll never tell anyone about it it'll be our little secret for you know your rival <laughs> stuff because because you thought it was cool looking uh abby thank you for joining us thank you guys for joining us make sure you like and subscribe I've got one... to our youtube go on sorry go ahead. i've got one go last ahead. question what's what's your prediction for the commanders this season oh that's easy uh 13 and 4 we're going to the super bowl baby come on <laughs> <laughs> we can we can... I'll backtrack to this. I'll I'll keep this this little. I mean, imagine <laughs> if it is, uh, and it's I'll the leave... greatest year that there's ever been. Um, I'll give you a hundred no, pounds. I don't if know. Well, I, you know what? I don't. I. Adam Rank said that he only saw us winning three games in the whole year, um, which hard. is the other end of the spectrum to me. Um, so I think it'll probably end up somewhere in the middle. Bad enough to not get into the playoffs, but not good enough to get a good draft pick. The classic purgatory that we all know and love. <laughs> could be worse, yeah, I guess. It could definitely be better as well, though. Um, well, we'll say goodnight to all you guys there. Chris will be dreaming of 13 wins. I'll be dreaming of a winning season, and Abby will be dreaming of Devontae Adams. So, until then, definitely thank you for not. watching Friends of the F-Tag. Really appreciate it, and we'll see you all very soon. <laughs>